Hello and welcome on into another edition of Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92 every Monday night at 7 o'clock and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. Here's what's going down on this episode of Spock Sports Show. Going to kind of do a quick rundown of where our five ultra-local teams are at. High school basketball just getting underway. I got a really great interview. Mount Pleasant Oiler Varsity men's basketball coach Dan Shell talking all things soup and talking a lot about what's coming up December 30th at McGurk Arena with a Buck 92 Backyard Brawl Basketball Benefit. But here we go. This is just a quick rundown rundown of where all of our local teams are at. Mount Pleasant Girls High School Hoops, they are 1-1 one one on the season. They bested Bay City Central and fell to DeWitt last week. They're in action this week versus Freeland and a doubleheader with the boys. The same goes next week when they take on Elma. We will be at Mount Pleasant High School for that Elma Girls and Boys game with a tip-off next Tuesday at 5.30 for the girls. So Mount Pleasant or the girls... 1-1, one one, Freeland, Elma, and then Shepard on a December 30th. Mount Pleasant Oiler boys, they're 2-2 two two on the season, opened up with wins over Midland Dow and Bay City John Glenn, then fell to Cadillac 53-38 and lost to DeWitt 49-46 in overtime. One big note, Cadillac is in their district this year. That's a big change to what it's been the last couple years. Their schedule, very similar to the Mount Pleasant Oiler girls. They've got Freeland and Elma, and they do have Bay City Western on the 21st of December before that big backyard brawl December 30th. They'll tip off against the Shepherd Blue Jays at 7.15. The Oiler girls will tip off against the Shepherd Blue Jays at noon 30. So here's what's going down with the two Oiler basketball teams. Now let's talk a little Shepherd Blue Jay boys basketball. They're 4-0 on the season. We'll see them Wednesday as they take on the Claire Pioneers. They've bested Big Rapids. Farwell, Saginaw, Swan Valley, and Gladwin. It's a big game this Wednesday versus Claire, and then a big, big road test coming up this Friday as they are at Sanford Meridian. Then take on Elma on the 21st, and then coming up, yeah, the Backyard Brawl December 30th as they will take on Mount Pleasant with a 7-15 tip-off. Shepherd Girls, they are 2-0. We saw them best at Beale City, 42-40 in a really good contest. Katie Robinson with 18 points to lead the way. They then best at Gladwin in two overtimes, 55-50. Mentioned got the the Shepherd Claire boys on Wednesday. They actually take on the Claire girls tomorrow on the road for they play Sanford Meridian, Elma, a very similar schedule as the boys. And yes, December 30th, a noon 30 tip-off with Mount Pleasant High School at McGurk Arena for the Backyard Brawl. And continuing to just kind of roll through things, we just mentioned the Shepherd Beale City girls game. We'll now talk about the Beale City girls. After falling to Shepherd in a really close contest, 42-40, they've bested McBain Northern Michigan Christian 42-31 in a huge game tonight, a big test on the road versus versus highly touted McBain. They then play Ross Common, Ithaca, Central Montcalm, a bunch of games coming up before they take on Sacred Art Academy at Central Michigan University's McGurk Arena December 30th at 2.45 will be the tip-off for that girls' game. So the Aggie girls 1-1, one one, big game coming up tonight versus McBain. The Beale City boys are 3-0. They have bested Morley Stanwood 69-26, Everett 87-54, and McBain NMC 57-39. Very similar to the Beale City girls. A huge game this week on the road at McBain Wednesday. So Beale City split with them last year. This is going to be a huge game in deciding who will win the Highland Conference in the very early going. And their schedule, very similar to the Beale City girls. The Roscom and Ithaca, Central Montcalm all coming up. And then that big game, Sacred Art Academy at McGurk Arena, December 30th. It's a 4:55 tip-off for the Beale City Sacred Art Academy boys. Now let's talk about that Sacred Art Academy boys basketball team. They're 2-1 on the season. They bested Fulton, 59-39. Fell to Wyoming Triunity Christian on the road, 
71-41, then blasted Coleman 70-25. They take on Merrill, Vesterberg, Marine City, and Breckenridge all before our game December 30th. Amagurk Arena when they take on Beale City. And they'll actually be the one of the eight teams that we're covering that day that I will have not seen going into that December 30th game. But I think I'm pretty familiar with this Irish boys basketball team. Slide over to the Irish girls. They won their opener 32-22 over Coleman last week on the Buck 92 Airwaves. They take on Merrill tomorrow night, and they're just 1-0 on the season. They take on Vesterberg, Breckenridge, and Gladwin before we get to their game with Beale City at Central Michigan University, McGurk Arena, a 2:45 tip-off on December 30th. And so there's a rundown of the four, you know, Isabella County schools, all the schools that will be playing December 30th at McGurk Arena. Now let's talk a little bit about the Claire basketball teams. The boys are 3-1 on the season. They bested Elma, Beaverton, and Midland Bullet Creek before falling to Sanford Meridian at home 56-34. Again, big game Wednesday night as they're on the road at Shepard. Seeing that score with Sanford Meridian makes me think Sanford Meridian and Shepard probably the two teams to beat in the Jack Pine Conference this year. But it's one of those games you can throw the records out. Shepard Claire get together. Claire girls 0-2 on the season, falling to Elma 48-41, also falling to Sanford Meridian. They were on the road 57-17. Sanford Meridian girls are absolutely loaded this year. We'll see them take on the Oilers later this year, or maybe next year, I should say. As I've talked about, Claire Shepard matchup tomorrow night for the girls, a matchup on Wednesday night for the boys. The Claire girls will be at home as they look for their first win on the season against the 2-0 Shepard girls. So there's a quick flash of what's going down with our five ultra-local teams in the mid-Michigan area. Now let's get into my conversation with head basketball coach, Mount Pleasant Oiler varsity team, Dan Shell. Chris Bachman hanging out with Coach Shell in the office. I feel pretty official back here in the office. There's like... Couple lockers for you guys. Everything set up. And so, whose office is this? This girls, boys, kind of varsity coaches. Is this your phys ed office here? This is our well. It's our phys ed slash athletic office. So you got the three phys ed teachers, and then you've got you know all the wrestling coaches and basketball coaches and everybody else in between. So we've got all all kinds of people in here. Yeah, for people who've been living underneath a rock for what maybe a dozen years or so now. You are the coach of the varsity basketball team at Mount Pleasant High School. First thing I got to ask you about is that opener from Easton Day. Um, you guys were able to best Midland. He scored 31 points in the opener. That that's just really tough to do to be that high that early in the season. Talk a little bit about that game. Yeah, I think you know he, he you know he's a scorer. I, I think you know we've tried to get a little bit more out of him last year. You know he's a little bit passive as a sophomore, right? and and really the 31 points was was great. But for me, it was just the the uh, I don't know confidence to to attempt to do that because in the past he's been a really a pass heavy kid and. And, and we knew coming into this year we're going to have to have him score more. You know, we struggle to score, and he's one of those kids that can. I mean, he, you know, you look at Twitter and you follow him through the summer, you know, he's averaging 25, 26 points a game through all the real AU basketball stuff. And so, it, you know, I think he got some confidence there, and it was nice to see him just kind of transition from summer right into the into the, into the the winter, so it was good. Yeah, you want him shooting 15, 16, 17 shots a game, whether he's, have hit, to. Whether he's hitting them or not. Have you, to. You know, yep. yep. And say when he's shooting well, he's going to have 31. When he's not shooting well, he's still going to get to the line stuff. He's still going to give you 15 to 18 yep. if he's that aggressive, and that's what you need from him it's, this year. It, well, yeah, because he needs, he needs to create some opportunities from other people, and by him stretching the floor like that, it creates opportunities for some other people to get shots. Yeah, and uh, a couple nights later, I was doing the Beale City game, and Austin Small scored 46, a new school record in Beale City, hit 10 threes, 
And I, I was talking about Easton Day saying scoring 30 is like scoring 50 in high school basketball. Scoring 46 is like scoring 60 or 70 in high school hoops. Uh, you know, Talk about just the, the 31 even, how impressive that is. And Coach House is walking in here right now like we care if he makes a little background noise, man. <laughs> Mid-Michigan men's basketball coach. We'll be catching up with him soon. Well, I mean, the nice thing with Easton is, is you sit there and say, well, he shot it. And he did shoot it. I think he made five, six threes or whatever it was that game. But, you know, he's capable of scoring in different different avenues. You know, he can get to the line. He can finish at the rim. He, he's he got a really good pull-up game. He's You know, he can stretch the floor six, seven feet behind the arc. You know, that's that's why he can score 30. It's not He's not just a catch-and-shoot kid. You know, he's not a kid that, okay, well, you got to get him shots. He can create his own. Yep. You know, that that's, that's why the 31 points can happen for him on any given night because – because he can get to the rim, he can. He's got all three phases to the rim, mid range, and the and from deep. So, you know that 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 helps him tremendously. And you guys are now two and two on the year. But when I think about the losses, Cadillac, and then an overtime loss to Dewitt, there are losses you don't mind having early in the season as long as these kids continue to learn. Does that make sense? Well, you obviously don't want to lose. But- yeah, no, no, I I understand what you're saying. I you know it's, it's funny. You know, my longtime nemesis, Eric Krause, you know, I, I talked to him pretty much after every game. Now he's retired. He watches all of our games. Yeah, middle, gives, former middle high coach. Yeah, and he gives me feedback. He's like, you know, I was hoping you were going to lose. I was hoping you were going <laughs> to lose because your team needs it. And, I, and I'm like, yeah, and, you know, the hard part for competitive people is to, to accept that. And he's, and he's right, right? He's, we have some things we got to correct. And I think the hard part for me is I look at those two games and not to take anything away from it or not to take anything from it. We could be 4-0. You know, we're right there in those games. We lose in overtime or it's a two- or three-point game with three minutes to go in the Cadillac game. And, you know, I just that, – that's the part where we have to grow and develop some roles and, and, and develop that. Who's going to be that guy that's going to get that stop or that big rebound? And, you know, a scooter poke from last year. And Aiden Klein who wanted to just defend the best player, you know. Uh, Drew Barbie, who's going to get a big offense rebound. Monty, who's going to get, you know, like we have to develop that because we lost so many pieces from last year. Now, don't get me wrong. There are pieces here that can take those roles. I'm just looking, I'm looking now to see who's going to take it. You know, yep. not, not not me give it to you. You got to take that role. Yep. And, and, you know, you got you got a lot of guys back from last year that just yep. played smaller roles, and now they're needing to step in a little yep. bit bigger roles. And, and that's going to take a few weeks. Like I said, you guys, how, how many practices did you have before your first game? Not enough. Well, that's I, that's what I said. That's you know that was the other thing is, you know normally we have three weeks before the start of our season. We start practice, tryouts, whatnot. We have three weeks before we play. Well, we went two. You know I think we started on the thirteenth. We played on the twentieth. We had fifteen calendar days, and then we had and we and we had Thanksgiving in the middle of that. So you know our practice time is a little short. So a, a more veteran team, it actually you know it's okay. You're, you're, they kind of know the expectation. Well. We have enough new pieces and enough new roles. It, it, it's definitely a challenge, and and I got to do a better job of getting these guys in better positions. And and I, as a group, myself included, we'll we'll get better as as the year goes. I, you know, that's the plan. Yep. And how many seniors are on this squad? And I might be you know kind of throwing you for a loop right here. Succeed. You're just getting four. started. Four seniors. Or you got squad. Logan. You got Carter Dole. You got. Um, Shea Klein, and then you got Marcus Castellon, who hasn't played since his freshman yeah. year. And now Castellon was the other guy I wanted to bring up. What's what's that mean having him back? Because he's got some size out there. Yeah, I think you know for him, it's it's it means a lot because he's big and he's athletic. I mean, he really can guard the one through the five. It's just for me, it's a confidence thing for me right now. It's it and, and for him, you know, he he hasn't played for since his freshman year, so the feel of the game is a little bit off right now. But again, the more he plays, the better get. He I already told him. I said. I need to do a better job of getting him minutes and and just especially early giving him a chance to fail or succeed. You know, right now I'm I'm pretty quick on the trigger with him just because I don't have that confidence. And I told him Tuesday, I said I'm gonna I'm gonna get you some more opportunities on Tuesday, and I'm gonna kind of 
let it work its way through and, and see what happens. Because, like you said, the reality of winning and losing these early games, you know, doesn't matter. It, in, in the long term, it doesn't, yeah, right? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're trying to push toward the end and, and, and get better as we go. And, and he's a piece I, I, you know, I really feel can help us, but I, I, I have to make him have that opportunity. So, and, and I feel like he's somebody that could, uh, you know, maybe not even last year, going back two years, Corey Davis. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was a great linebacker for you guys. Yep. And, and when they had a 6'3", 6'4", guy on the other team, he went out there to said, hey, go, go lock him down. I feel like that's yep. something Marcus could give to this team. For sure. And, and that's what we're missing right now. You know, as I said, you go back to, say, Corey. Corey and Wyatt Irvin were, were really good defenders. You know, and then you go into Aiden Klein, who was really good. I didn't have to think about who was going to guard the best player. It didn't matter if they were a Ford or a guard. Or those guys were going to guard the best player. Well, that's the role I'm trying to figure out right now. And, and you know, to give some love to guys like Easton, Nick, and Logan or whatever, yep. you, you've got other roles that you want for them, and they're capable of doing that stuff defensively, but yep. you, you need somebody else to step up in that role so they can kind of save a little bit of gas towards the end of the game. Yeah, for sure. I, I, everybody's got to do that stuff, but, but it's nice to have that one guy that that's what he does. I mean, you look at Aiden Klein last year. His st- his stats weren't off the charts, right? They, he didn't average ten points a game. You know, he might have averaged four points a game for us, but he was as valuable as anybody had because when you're guarding Christian Zelensky and you're guarding him the whole game, or a Tyler Odie or whoever it may be, you and I both know if those guys go can go for thirty to any given night, so you have a guy that can lock them down. It that's like a swing of twenty points for us right there, just by them being on the floor and defending the way they did. So. We'll figure it out at some point in time, or I, you know, I'll die trying, I guess. Time to take a break here on Spock Sports Show. I'm Buck92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. When we come back more with Dan Shell talking Oilers basketball and talking the Backyard Brawl coming up December 30th at McGurk Arena on CMU's campus. It's Spock Sports Show presented by Barberry Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or God forbid a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident. Contact Barbary Law and we'll take care of you. We now return you to Chris Spockman and the Spock Sports Show, live from the Barbary Law Firm's Mobile Sports Studio, right here on Buck 92. Welcome back to Spock Sports Show on Buck 92, brought to you by Barbary Law Firm and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get right back into my conversation with Euler Varsity basketball coach Dan Shell. I don't know if this is fun to talk about, but the Valley for hoops um, oh, right now is really good. It's just bonkers. You, it's you know. really, really, it's, it's as good. I think I've said this for the last few years, and I, and I, and I think because it keeps getting better, it's as good as it's been since I've been here. Uh, and you start looking in the South, and you go, okay, Carmen Ainsworth, really good. Grand Blank, I don't know a lot about them, but I'm betting they're going to be pretty good. Powers as good as they've been. Their three best players were sophomores last year, and all of a sudden they got the two sophomore tra- twins that are now eligible to play. I don't think they've lost a game yet. 
And then you go Davison, you know, with the Lawson kid with all the offers, and they're going to be really good. And then you go, oh, crap. Then you go the north. Well, Saginaw High got a bunch of transfers in. They got like four or five transfers in, and that's where they were going to be down. All of a sudden, they're back to – they beat Davison the other night. Oh, wow. And then you go Arthur Hill's going to be good. They got their best player back who's healthy. And then you go – Heritage might be the best team in the league, you know. So <laughs> it's it's insane. It's 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 a really good league, and and we have our hands full every night. And but but at the same token, I would say that's gonna that's gonna bode well for us coming to a district. You know, preparing ourselves. You know, compared to maybe a Cadillac who may not get that competition that they need, we're gonna get that day in and day out. Now that'll break some teams, right? I mean, you have two ways to handle that. You you handle adversity and get better and keep competing, or you see teams where the spirits are broke, you know, because you got your butt handed to you <laughs> a lot, right? So, so you know, I think that's kind of mine and Mason's job to kind of keep them on a on a good path and keep challenging them, but um, you know, get them to understand there's bigger bigger picture. So, you know, and the one thing that I I keep thinking about, I'm real curious to get your perspective because you grew up playing against these schools too. Um, it's going to be February 10th, the final time Saginaw High, Saginaw Arthur Hill play. Um, for guys like you and me, I think we just think of it as sad. And I made the joke to a couple people that if I didn't have the job I'm blessed to have right now, I'd be making a documentary about the you know the final game between those two schools. They're going to be combined next year, and that's a story for a different day. But you grew up playing against those guys, yep. battled them. Um, when you were in high school, you've been able to coach against them. You, you some great players that have gone through there. How crazy is that that that's coming to an end, in your opinion? Well, I mean, just – the valley as a whole, since I have been part of it, has changed so drastically. You know, people forget about the Flint Northerns and the Flint Centrals, and you know, and and then you start thinking Saginaw High and Saginaw Hill, and the, and the at, not just basketball. I mean, you go through and I, and I and I recommend this to anybody. You go to Saginaw High and go to Arthur Hill, go and to walk game. through the hallways and look at the people on those hallway walls. I mean. You're talking professional athlete after professional athlete. You know, there's this the the tradition in those schools is just incredible. It really it's sad. It, it's sad because the and and you get it. Things change, right? The numbers have declined. They they kind of combine and but holy cow! I mean, it is just it's unbelievable to think of the players that walk those hallways and you're like, wow! Like you know, somebody put a documentary just on basketball and you start looking at the players. The, the NBA players that have come out of that, I mean, you're talking a slam dunk contest winner, NBA All-Stars, you know, just, you know, it's it's really incredible. And, 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 and you're right, a documentary came together with that thing. Boy, holy cow, you would be, I think people would be shocked at the people, you know, the players that have come out of there. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I can't, I can't really put it into words to think about that rivalry coming to an end. And yeah. for people who don't, they have that game Saturday early in the day because when they've tried to have it at night, it gets too crazy over you know yep. it's just nope. really and uh for you as a coach it's probably really sad to see too because you don't want those two schools <laughs> those two schools are going to combine their talents next year watch yeah. out yeah no and it's it's it'll be interesting to see how that works it's going to take a really really strong um group of individuals to pull those two, you know those two schools together and 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 get them to get along and to, i mean it's it's going to it's going to take a special person to do that but they'll find somebody for sure and now Freeland this week will be at the Elma girls and boys game next week. Um, schedule's not getting any easier, but I think no. that's something you, you kind of want before Christmas break, though, don't you? Yeah, I think, you know, the nice thing with our schedule 
is we we've been tested early. We played some really good teams, some good non conference. You know, Freeland's Freeland might be the best team we played so far. You know, Cadillac might go twenty one and one. They might go twenty two and zero out there. I don't know. You know, they're good enough to do that. Um, and then the nice thing is we don't have to travel to find competition. I mean, Shepard's still undefeated. You know, you have Alma right down the road. You got Swan Valley. You got you got Freeland. All these little bit smaller schools, but good competition where. I don't have to drive two and a half hours to go get competition. You know, we have enough competition, enough travel in our league to be able to stay local is really nice. And then to be tested, like you said, with some good teams is, is, is really fortunate for us. Now, December 30th, backyard brawl at CMU. We're so excited for it. I know everybody's getting real jacked up for it. You're somebody who was able to play there. Um, talk about how special that venue is. For somebody who's never been to, you know, the Rose Arena, now McGurk Arena, how cool is that venue going to be for the kids? Why should everybody come check it out? Well, it's funny. It gives me goosebumps. You're just saying that. You know, like, those guys don't understand. They don't They don't understand what it's like to play there. You know, I, I call it Rose. You know, I still call McGurk, it Rose, too. Hey, you know? and, and no offense to the McGurks. We oh, appreciate no. all the support Absolutely. for the community. But Absolutely. I was out there as a little chip, you, you know yeah. what I mean, running around the short shorts doing the halftime shows, maybe even when you were, you know, when you were yep. playing there. And so talk about that. Well, you know, I, for me, I grew up there. I grew up there with good friends with Fred Stabley's son, Kyle, when I was a junior high. And I can still remember, I still remember having a good day in Optimus basketball and Charlie Coles being there. And Fred would be like, Charlie, you better talk to this kid. He's going to play for you. And, you know, talk with Charlie Coles and Dan Marley and these great players and coaches that were there. To Then I have to be fortunate enough to play there. And Did you ever know Chris Coles, his, his son? Mm-hmm. So I got a so funny story, and this is kind of going off the freeway a little bit, but people be able to laugh at the moron I was back in the day. <laughs> so he actually did some subbing at Shepard uh-huh. when he was still here. And uh, he was, I think it was just me and him in the RTC, the Troublemakers classroom or whatever at this one point. And, we're, and so he actually is kind of talking to me about stuff. And he tells me, he says, you know, made a full court shot to win the state championship at basketball. I said, BS, man, you're full of it. I don't, and he's getting so mad at me. And this is, you know, 90, what, 93, 94? Well, you could just pull it up on a phone and show yeah. him, you know. So I'm, uh, I'm living in Sutton's Bay. Sutton's Bay is actually playing in the state finals when they made it with uh, Dewan Anderson, yep. early, you know, early 2000s, and they pull it up. They're, you know, 20 or 30 years ago to this day, you know, da-da-da, and they show and make that shot. And my buddy Tim Wheelock was sitting with me at the time. He says, you need to try him on Facebook, try to find him on Facebook and apologize to that man right now. <laughs> and I wasn't able to do it, but that's just always, anytime somebody brings up, you know, the, the Coach Coles or whatever, I've got to bring yep. up that story because he did hit – Maybe arguably the greatest shot in yeah. Michigan basketball history, a full court shot to win the state championship. It yeah. was pretty cool. No, it's crazy. All it's right, cr- back, back onto the freeway here. CMU, December 30th. And not just the fact that we're there, but all four of our county schools are coming together to I play it's there. It's pretty I, I, I talked to you before we got on air, you know, about the B4 foundation we did last year here with Shepard. And, and I thought that was as good a crowd as we've had. And now, now to add the girls and add Sacred Heart and Beal, and I think, you know, it's it's a good local event for a good local cause, and and I think uh, it'll be a great experience for those kids. You know, like I said, our kids got to play at Saginaw Valley earlier this year. Now they're going to play at Central. You know, those are experiences that 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 you know I can still remember when I played Detroit Cooley when I was in high school at, at Central, you know, up at Rose. And and you played there in college, like and then so I played in college, right? And, and so still- and it's just people don't realize that you know it's 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 a great experience because it's different than a high school 
that's all there is to it. I mean, it's different than high school, and and not many people get those opportunities. So you know, we're we're fortunate. You guys have helped put that stuff together and well, put it on. Hey, I gave the idea to the four ads, and we know how great Andy Latham, Griffin Bohan, and Garth Cornwell and J- Jason are yep. here. Um, they've kind of taken with it and ran with it. A big shout to CMU for partners with us. It's it's going to be a really special event for the kids, and then we're going to raise a bunch of money for our local United yeah, Way awesome. that does so much for our community to start with. It's just going to be a really really great day. So if you ain't got nothing going on December thirtieth, then if you're in Show mid-Michigan, up. you ain't got anything going on December nope, 30th. Nope. Come Show on up. out to McGurk Arena. And uh, last thing I'll kind of ask you, kind of asked you this before, curious see if you got a different answer right now. What are these kids learning, play, playing hoops they just couldn't learn in the classroom? Well, I think you just learn a lot about life. I mean, people, you know, accountability, respect, you know, um, taking criticism, you know, being held accountable to do a job, you know, things that we all want our own children to do, right? We, we all want them to have – these these traits to be successful and I think that's what it gets you know I mean there nobody nobody gets not everybody gets the right to play you got to earn that and then when you're on a team you got to you got to earn opportunities and and you got to do that by doing all those little things we talked about the respect and accountability and and all these things and and it's just they're good life lessons and it's not always about playing sometimes the best life lesson is when you're sitting on the bench and 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 watching and learning and and, and still being a great teammate and all these things, you know, and, and I always tell people, I know what that's like. I mean, I was my freshman year. I sat and watched 30 basketball games and I played for 30 seconds and it's hard, right? But it, it teaches you to, to be a better man or woman. And I think that's, that's important. I'm going to bring up the last post I made on the Spock sports Facebook page. It says leaders make a difference. Doesn't matter if they're on the bench or in the game. And the, the, the meme that I kind of stole, I don't even know if it's a meme anymore. It's another picture with words, but it shows Joe Burrow mm-hmm. on the bench with his broken arm, you know, trying to help out his, you know, backup quarterback. And then it shows Deshaun Watson, who, is he hurt? Is yeah. he not hurt? Right. Nobody really knows, kind of sitting up in the, the fancy seats or whatever. I think that's kind of what you're getting at right yeah. there. You, you learn how to be a leader doing this tonight. You sure do. I always say that uh, you lose a game in overtime to Freeland that's tougher than when you lose a job at some point in life too. Those losing these games are really, really tough, but it teaches you how to deal with this tough, stuff later but in perspective. Life. It's a game, right? So you'll learn how to overcome those things. Yep. You know, that's that because the reality is overcoming a basketball game is a lot different than overcoming losing a job or your house or whatnot. So yeah, but how you react to that, you initial, you know, bounce back and move forward. Yep. Coach. Shell, thanks so much for chatting with me. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Another big thank you to Coach Shell taking some time to chat with me. And another big thank you to you for listening. Another big thank you to our sponsor, Barberry Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. Got that personal injury, car accident claim, anything like that. Don't call some 1-800 number and talk to somebody that you don't know. Call Joe and he will be there to help you out. Might be back later this week with a Spock Sports Show podcast or two, catching up with some of our local high school basketball teams. But we'll definitely be back next Monday talking more high school sports, maybe starting to talk a little bit of Michigan as we close in on that national championship playoff with just four teams. I And I'm not happy that we're playing Alabama. Podcast for a different day. But it's Spock Sports Show every Monday night, 7 p.m. on Buck 92. And podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. Back with more soon.